Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We begin by acknowledging the Gabi Gabi people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast episode is being recorded today, and pay respects to their elders, past and present, and to their parents with children with disabilities. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F-word, so it's not really suitable for children. Well, you probably won't hear quite so much swearing among the beans, you know. Well, yeah. <clears throat> not suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello peas and beans, Gary Bean here. Nice to be with you today. Do you know what? I have had the great privilege, I guess you'd call it, yeah, privilege of speaking with, I think it's 12 or 13 beans now since we began the Beans Talks last year. Uh, one every couple of weeks or so and uh, each one of them's a dad, each one of them uh, it brings the perspective of a, of a father of children with disabilities and additional needs and it has been great and it just occurred to me that there are times when maybe a group conversation a little get together of several of us at the same time might uh, prove interesting so I invited three of them Daniel Davis Wood, Kirk Thompson and Dino Trenton into a an online chat and because there are four of us, I guess I decided maybe we should call it a four-bean mix. And uh, we we had a go at this a couple of weeks ago. We recorded our first uh, little bit of a chat together to introduce ourselves to the listeners and to begin the process and to see just how it works, to see whether indeed whether it would work. And I suppose we don't really know yet whether it will, but I thought we had a great time and we had a bit of fun. We, you know, went through a few uh, get-to-know-you exercises together and and you're about to hear the results. So this is the first four-bean mix. Daniel is... Daniel and Marnie are back in, in Scotland. They live just outside Edinburgh. So it was 10 o'clock in the morning for Daniel. Kirk and Dino... Kirk and his wife Tara, Dino and his wife Claire. Dino's in Melbourne. Kirk is on the Central Coast in New South Wales and I am on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So we all got together with uh, 7pm Australian time, 10am British time and I just just thought it was great. And we will do our best to, to just uh, have some conversations that you might find useful and helpful and interesting and fun. So here we go. This is the first four bean mix. Well, you've got to say this is exciting. It might be other things, but for me, it's exciting to be together with uh, all four of us for our first 
for being Mix. Uh, because it's our first and because uh, those of you who are listening may well not have a clue who we are, we thought we would do two things. One is to recommend that you go back through the Two Peas podcasts and have a listen to the episode that each one of us has done because each one of us has been uh, interviewed. And, uh, you know, in 45 minutes or an hour, you'll get a bit of a, an introduction to who we are and what our story is. The other thing is to... Um, we're going to just have a conversation that might help you get to know us a little bit better. So we're going to launch straight into it. I have asked uh, uh, Dino and Kirk and Daniel, and I've done this myself, to ask our wives or our significant partner um, three things about us to get their feedback, and then we're going to just hear what they had to say about us and reflect on it from our perspective. So the first question was um, what sort of musical instrument would you describe me as or and or what animal? Now, there doesn't have to be a why to it. There might be, but let's start with that. So uh, what about you, Dino? Do you want to jump in first? What yeah, musical sure. instrument did Claire say you are? Well, I thought she was going to mentioned me as a musical instrument because I, I'm a musician. I do play, well, if you consider a drummer as a musician, but um, <laughs> I do play in a couple of bands and things like that. So I thought it, she would go down the musical instrument path and I was completely wrong. So she chose an animal um, and then she chose myself as a dog, uh, which I was a little bit taken back, wasn't too sure. And then she You're described a dog. me as, as a dog and then... But when she described it, it kind of, you know, now it actually was quite nice and fitting. All right, go on. Explained, well, it was the loyal, the, the loyal factor of a dog and, you know, how even in, in our lives when things are not going well or we're having a rough time and, you know, we can still, you know, we're still there for each other and we're still, you know, we're, we're, we're loyal to each other to make sure that we, we get the best out of, out of everything and, um, uh, I thought when she explained it like that, and um, it, you know, it was actually quite, quite nice and fitting. Well, and what was your first thought when she said you're a dog? Uh, I was a bit skeptical and I was a bit concerned. I was, um, <laughs> you know, it's like she didn't have to say it so bluntly and said you're a dog. But um, <laughs> but after that, you know, when she explained the loyalty, I kind of, you know, sort of warmed to the idea, and um, now I don't mind being a dog. I'm actually, All right. Uh, well, well, you'll have to yeah. tell us what sort of what breed are you? What sort of dog are you? Uh, what would well, you like to I would, be? Well, look, I, I look. I have to say my rot. I have to say Rottweiler. It's only because my past dog that I had was a Rottweiler, and she was just the most beautiful dog I've ever ever come across. And she was just so beautiful and friendly and happy, and just um, just you know at peace with everyone. And was just it was you know they say that you know the an owner really comes through in their in their dog and. Um, you know, I think Molly, you know, Molly and I were were very, very similar and just quite relaxed a lot of time. Just she would just sit at the front of the house and just um, watch the neighbourhood go by, and you know, and I, I feel, you know, I feel at peace with with that sort of philosophy and just kind of trying to relax when we can. Well, that's that's lovely, Dino. I mean, Molly, the lovely relaxed Rottweiler. That's very, <laughs> that's very good. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Well, let's not have too many. When we, I mean, there's so much we could do with that, isn't there, Dino the dog? But that that you've you've put the right spin on it. Thank you, Claire, for for that start. What about you, Kirk? Mate? <laughs> you Where did you go with that? 
Yeah, so, um, well, first of all, I thought Tara was going to take the piss with these answers, but she actually gave me really <laughs> nice, genuine answers, which I was surprised about. So I was actually quite quite um, touched when I read them today when she sent them through. But um, she, she actually answered both. So she, she gave me an instrument and an animal. So she said a trumpet because it's loud. Um, so I, I guess she's trying to get the message across that I've got a bit of volume to myself. Um <laughs> And then, and then she also said a lion, which was pretty cool. And and she said that because they're fearless and show courage and strength. So, um, so wow. yeah, that was uh, it was nice that she she thinks that about me, uh, and she's willing to put it in writing. So now I have it as proof forever. <laughs> you 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 lost your voice recently, I know, and you were saying that you <laughs> it gave everyone a break for a couple of days. So is, is that <laughs> is that what she's talking talking about about the trumpet? I would say so. You know, I've always been quite loud and quite energetic. So, um, you know, a trumpet. Yeah, I think that's pretty fitting. So, now you're on the construction side, aren't you? So that's probably where you need a bit of volume. You do, you do. I try. I, I you know, I'm, I'm sort of more in the office than I am out there telling people what to do. But um, yeah, sometimes a bit of volume on a construction site is always needed for sure. All right, we've got a loyal dog and a fearless lion. We're doing all right. This is good. Daniel, it's coming down to you and you and me now, mate. What, a, what did well, uh, Marnie ha- have to say? Well, I'm, I'm not going to go for the animal. We, we actually ended up discussing a bunch of animals and none of them seemed appropriate. Um, but and I, it surprised me that Marnie wanted to do that because she is a very musical person. Um, you know, she sings and she's, she's pretty instrumental. So I thought she would end up, or she would begin by choosing some random instrument that I'd never heard of, and she didn't. She didn't go that far out there. She, but well, she said I was a bassoon. Um, <laughs> coming off the animal discussion, I thought she said baboon, but <laughs> she said bassoon. And oh, uh, bassoon? I thought you said a spoon. A no, no, a bassoon. Because you, you yeah, can that, play the spoon. You know. <laughs> yeah, if you're very, very talented, yes. Um, no, she said bassoon, but she said it for, she did give random reasons for it. And, you know, I learned things about bassoons that I didn't know. So she said it's because um, in any kind of orchestra or arrangement of woodwinds, the bassoon is, is there's very few of them. They're kind of on the, on the, on the margins of things, and they're also very uh, temperamental, apparently. So she said you need to get specially designed reeds to play them, and they actually need to be um, kept in, like, particular temperatures so that they don't warp or something like that. And so she said they're very sensitive to their environment is the takeaway of it. And if their environment is just calibrated just a little bit out of the way that they like it, then they don't work properly. Um, I think I think that's a pretty accurate description of me. So so what what's that mean though? What what's she saying? You're uh, I don't quite get it. I think well, it means that um, I, I suppose it means that I am uh, kind of very attuned to um, the way spaces are set up and lived in and used by people and the people around me and the way that um, a space or an environment can can change other people's behaviour and, and then sort of the atmosphere and the feeling of, of 
of how things run in a place. And I, I am pretty sensitive to that kind of thing. Um, so she, so in right ways that, that I think Marnie finds it easy to uh, kind of just go along with it. I need to sort of stop and say, hang on, this just is this environment is just there's something wrong here and, and change it. Otherwise, I'm a bit um, I'm, I'm not uh, well to use the musical language. I'm not in tune with myself and other people probably if the environment's not working. Ah, interesting. So are you in tune with us at the moment? You're feeling all right? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I'm not an animal, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> but <yeah>. still. <laughs> I am not an animal. Well, just just uh, let us know if something's out of kilter here because, you know, obviously we don't want you out of out of whack. But I, I do need to ask you to st- sort of sit back a tiny bit from your mic still. You're still coming through really loud, but it's it's good. Okay. It's clear. Uh, so that's you and Marnie. Okay, that, that's good, guys. Well, let me just, uh, I'll put mine, my first uh, answer in. I don't have a wife anymore. And uh, and I thought when I put this suggestion out there, I thought, oh, you know, you, you, well, how are you going to cope with that one? Are you just going to sit it out? And I thought, no, no, I, I, there are a few people who know me really well and they've known me for a long time and, and I love them and they love me. So I can ask, oh, there's a couple of people. And so I thought, uh, and and one day we'll talk about the whole I don't, why I don't have a wife anymore thing, because that might uh, be, <laughs> be entertaining for some people. Um, the so so I asked an, a, a friend of mine. Her name is Lisa, and I've known her, gosh, since she was a teenager, and so so for a long time. And we we've always got on really well. And I so I rang her today at home, and she was there with her husband Mark. He was in the same room, and we just had a quick chat. And, and I said, "I really need to ask you for a favour." She said, "Yeah, right, right, of course. What, what, what can I do for you?" I said, "Would you be my wife for a few minutes?" And Mark was listening in, in on the background on this one, and he uh, he came over to the phone and he said, um, "Now, um, Lisa seems to think." that she will do this, but I need to ask you, do those few minutes start when you get here or from now? (laughs) (laughs) While we're talking. (laughs) And anyway, so I said, yeah, I want you to be my wife for a few minutes. I want you to answer these questions as if you were my wife. She said, well, look, why don't I just answer them as if I'm your good friend? And, yeah, so that's what's happened. So she reckons I'm a guitar, uh, an acoustic guitar, and I said, why is that? She said, she said, the word, I, I'm trying to find the word, and the word soulful comes to mind, and I like that. That was very nice. Uh, so um, she always uh, makes me feel good. And then I, we sort of, when, when we parted company, I said, look, that's been the shortest and happiest marriage I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> we had no fights. Know. You know, every moment was nice. and um, Very uncomplicated. Very and you just get a compliment out of it, and we and she was nice to me, and I was nice. To, it was it was wonderful. It was what everybody would hope for a marriage. All right, let's move on uh, before I dig myself into a hole too deep to get mm, out I'm of. I'm not buying this. it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's this, all too good to be true. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I, I'll live with soulful. I like that. So we'll carry on. So the next question was, um, I think it was something along the lines of, "What was the first thing that got?" got your attention about me the first thing that drew you to me so who wants to chip in first on that one 
Yeah, so t- Tara said, surprisingly, again, it was my confidence and charisma. Um, so, look, I think, I think Tara's done something wrong and she's trying to get back in my good books that I don't know that she's done something wrong by writing these answers and something's about to drop after this podcast. But apparently my confidence, charisma, and I was a very charismatic, very young-looking 18-year-old. So there you go. Yeah, well, yours yeah. sounds very similar. I think these these um, wives of ours must be talking to, e- to each other because um, your answers are not dissimilar to what, what Claire mentioned about me, but she was also mentioned things about no ego and um, uh, other sort of things because we met at a, um, an outdoor event and, you know, which both of us probably were not as sober as what we would have liked to have been when we probably <laughs> met and, um, you know, so... W- she says I was very charismatic as well at the time we met and, and very confident as well. And, um, you know, we, we struck a chord with um, of having something in common that we both realised that we lived five doors up from each other and never never ran into each other once when wow. uh, we lived in the same street. Um, You're kidding. No. So, you know, so that was when um, I suppose I used the, the line, well, at least I know where you live now, can I come over, trick kind of. <laughs> Worked like a charm, and um, I, I didn't need to ask for directions, so that was quite good. So, um, but yeah, very similar to your yours, Kirk. Uh, so, you were you were living five doors apart when you you were at this knees up at this party, and you had you didn't know each other. No, no. So I was previously I was in another relationship at that time, but we'd been living. Probably yeah, about five doors apart from each other for while well, I was at this address for over six years. She was probably similar as well. So it was very interesting as we got talking uh, when we met up that, you know, we had that in common. So that was, um, you know, sort of almost, you know, the, when we realised that about each other was almost that sort of bit of fate that, you know, that mm. sort of comes through and, you know, you realise that how small the world really is yet how far apart it can be. What do you know? Mm. So just back up a fraction here, Kirk. What do you think of the word charisma? Is, she, is uh, Claire right about that? Do you reckon? Uh, about Are you about, charismatic. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Claire thinks I'm charismatic. I'm sure she would if she met me. But Tara. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they are. They are talking. I've got, they are talking to each other. I'm, oh man. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I think. I think. Yeah. Look, I think she. I think my confidence when I first met her, and she obviously put confidence there, but I, I think she it was probably more that, you know, I was definitely uh, we were both intoxicated at the time too. I knew I'd met her a few times from friends of friends and things in the past, but just to say hello. So, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I'm probably more charming. You know, I was very charming. I think I, I started our conversation with a with a compliment, which is always a good way to start. Um, it was actually a bit of a backhanded compliment accidentally. I think it went something lines of um, you're much prettier than I remember. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it seemed to work in shriek. But, um, yeah, look, I, I was surprised when she put uh, charisma or me being charismatic in that moment with that compliment. But, look, you know, uh, 18 years Eighteen years later, was it? it yeah. yeah, 18 years later we're still, we're still together. So look, it obviously done the job. That's very good. And I'm I'm sitting here quietly going, Kirk and Tara, Kirk and Tara, Kirk and Tara. <laughs> Get these right. And I've I've also written down so that's a good pickup line. You're much prettier than I remember. I'm gonna use that yeah. one. Um yeah. any other pickup lines along the way, I will write them down. Let's go to you, Daniel. Um yeah, what what did Marnie have to say? 
Uh, she said something like it. it, it what she was um, surprised by um, kind of how central storytelling was to our first encounter. So partly that you know I had stories to tell when we met, and we, um, but partly that I. I I kind of bring stories out of other people. And I think, I mean, I think that's true. I think despite what, what people might think listening to me on here, where, where the questions are coming at me in a natural way, I'm much more kind of uh, the one who asks questions of other people to sort of dig into like the story of, you know, why they did this instead of that, what brought them to a certain point and so on, and, and really try to um, get into, you know, what it felt like as an experience. And I kind of, yeah, prod and question, uh, investigate wow. a little bit, which I think she read as, um, well, I hope she read, as like a, a real interest in, in the story of who she was. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's true. I was surprised she said it, but uh, I, I think she's right. That's, um, that definitely, for me, also characterises our first encounter. Um, I, I take it we're all wearing headphones. I'm just hearing echo when you speak, Daniel, and I don't know whether that's because you're in Scotland <laughs> and, and mm. the you know the signals bouncing around the world, or whether some of us are hearing something through through speakers. We're all on headphones, aren't we? Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it must be because it's uh, so far away. That's all right. That's interesting, mate. Yeah. The the, the place of story. That's that's something we could explore at some point. That's that's really good. So, all right, we're good to move on. Sure. Uh, question three. Um, oh, wait a minute. I didn't tell you mine, did I? Um, Lisa no. said, I said, your, all right, Lisa. Is this your um, friend or your wife now? The, the, no, this is <laughs> this is Lisa, is my temporary wife of three right. minutes, who, <laughs> who has been a friend for a long time. So uh, I actually met Lisa. She was a teenager in a youth group where I was a youth leader in church, you know, so I was quite young, but I was, I'm 10 years older than she is. But anyway, so I thought it would be interesting to ask her, you know, what she first (laughs) noticed about me. And uh, Lisa, she's so kind. She firstly said, good looks. And I said, yes, of course, what's, but let's move on, you know, to something more substantial. And she said, sense of humor. And uh, we do laugh a lot. So, uh, they say something about sense of humour being important in all kinds of contexts, and uh, yes, that's what she said. Um, okay, so let's move on. Question three yeah. was: what have what have we got going for each other for ourselves? What's what's something that's really a positive about us uh, together? And um, I want to know, Dino, what Claire said about that. Well, this was the interesting question and it kind of we both looked at each other when I asked Claire this question and it was that look of like, oh, oh yes, that's a good, why, why, why are we still, <laughs> what is it that, and, um, yeah. you know, and it's a hard one, that one, you know, because, um, you know, like I suppose most people who are probably listening to this, you know, the relationships, you know, do suffer from, um, it's really difficult for for a lot of, you know, a lot of us and Claire and I are, are no different to anyone. We've had a, a lot of trouble over the years and, you know, there are good times and there are bad times. And, you know, I think, and then we sort of both sort of looked and it was kind of, you know, I think it was, you know, the fact that, you know, that we still, 
you know, we've got, we both know that we've both got a job in hand um, that we need to do and, and that we're still together and, um, and that we haven't given up on our, you know, on, on, on the challenges that we sort of face and we keep going together and, you know, as kind of one. So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a hard one. It did raise a kind of a few things. And, you know, as I said, you know, we, we have our, we have challenges like everybody else and it's not a bed of roses. It never, it has, you know, hasn't been for a long time. And, but, you know, the fact that we still talk to each other and we still, you know, we still wake up together and, you know, say good morning to each other and give each other a kiss and, and, um, you know, I think is kind of still what keeps us together and we get on with the job at hand and, um, you know, do the best we, we can for, especially for Lexi and, and for our daughter Summer as well. That's great, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Really my, mine, mine sort of rolls into a similar theme as what Dino's does too, Gary. It's, um, you know, Tara sort of mentioned how we're always on the same page despite how stressful the journey can be. Uh, we always try and, you know, make an attempt to ensure that, that the distress and the hard times doesn't affect our relationships. You know, we, we're trying to always help one another and we always, tr- you know, we're always making time um, to share some some small snippets together. And I, and I think that's one of the things that, that we've worked on a lot since uh, my, my mental health became an issue uh, a couple of years ago. It was about really trying to find those times or make those times where we can get the kids looked after and, and go for a night in the city or just have some us time just to sort of reset as a, as a couple and as a, in our relationship. And uh, well, that's, that's made a massive difference. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very, uh, very close to sort of what Dino's comments were. Yeah. Could I, uh, Kirk, how, when did you, when did you guys start going out together? Like as a, as a couple, cause we, I know Claire and I, like it took us, I mean, Lexi's now, 10 and it was we've only only just the last probably a year and a half or two years if that that we've only finally got enough sort of confidence in our carers and you know that we can actually you know actually go out now uh which we've never been able to do before is it sort of similar to your situation yeah it's it's like it it probably is i think it was more like we we always sort of we would have went out with friends and things like that and and whatever but i think we've in the last couple of years uh, we've made we've made a concerted effort to spend time together and plan things just the two of us, um, and and I think that's the, that's the change because before when you, know, you there's always things on with friend groups or whatever and you, it's not as you go and talk to I'd hang out with the guy friends and she'd be there talking to her girlfriends and things mm. but there was no real connection there was no real reset from a relationship point of view so yeah I'd say in the last couple of years that we put it, we really put effort into that to try and, yeah. and, and put some focus on it too. Yeah. And, and from that, we've realized how important that, that aspect is to make yeah, time for. One of the other things that Claire and I've only just really done after 10 years is actually a, a night away without the kids. And it's been like, we, you know, we managed to escape for 18 hours and that was huge for us. Yeah. 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 We had our first night away. Uh, five is eight now. And I think it was, it was maybe six months ago. Um, so it's very similar. I'm wondering, like, just listening to you guys talking about that, what what was what was it like for you? I guess in terms of pressure, like alleviating pressure, maybe alternating one person night in and out, or how did it work for you before you were able to start building this this thing back up again of of going out together? 
Yeah, well, for me, it was just we had we 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 just had separate lives almost. You know, Claire would go out with her friends, I would go out with my friends, but um, you know, or we would have to go out to a to an event where it was family orientated. But then, but were really difficult because you know all the kids would be running around and Lexi's in a wheelchair and um, you know, and all the kids would be running. And then the next thing you know, we're trying to chat with um, you know, we're trying to chat with our friends, but then the next thing you know is I'm I'm now stuck with with my child for the whole time running around just being one of the kids. Um, and then, you know, you sort of leave and it's like, oh, you know, shit, I didn't really get to spend any time with with the parents that I really wanted to see. So those sort of events became really hard as well. So we really just sort of settled with, right, you just go and see your friends and, you know, I look after the kids and you go and I do the same. And, you know, we just have to try to give each other that sort of thing, that sort of space. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Oh, that's really amazing to hear because, uh, well, for myself, I mean, we, we don't have the situation of Ivy being in a wheelchair. She's very active and, you know, kind of will bolt straight away and can run around easily. But um, she's profoundly deaf and she she can't really be in a room with more than two or three people talking. Well, let's say two people talking at a time and understand anything and one of those people has to be talking to her face to face or signing for her to be involved so i think back to yeah large family gatherings where um movement wasn't an issue but ivy would retreat to a single room where it was quiet and one of us would just have to be with her and be the one who kind of entertained her and and you know was hanging out with her on her terms you know, particular Christmas went that way. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, very similar, I guess, where one of us was on duty, like on being a friend kind of duty with, with Ivy and the other one was participating in the event. Yep. And then just what? swapping roles throughout the night. And, yeah, and, was... yeah, that's right. Swapping, that's right. Yep. Mm. What about you, Kirk? How, how have you guys sorted this out? Yeah, it's probably similar. I mean, we've gone through probably a couple of different stages. I mean, Willow having an ASD diagnosis and having cerebral palsy, it's it's sort of like we have we had some physical boundaries, particularly when she was little, um, before she got her, uh, her SDR surgery in St. Louis. Um, but as she's gotten older now post-surgery, her, her physical, her balance and things is a lot better. So she's able to play a lot more um, physically with the children. Um, but then as she has gotten older, we've we've the ASD has taken over a lot more. So, you know, things like social settings or noise or something that sets her off, then it's it's the autism side, not the, the physical cerebral palsy restrictions that actually, um, I guess, affects her her time in that scenario. So it's been a bit it's a bit of a balancing act. It's definitely I'm definitely um, hearing you guys when you're saying you know one parent will will be with a child for a bit and then you might have a break and then swap and, and then go catch up with the friends. So yeah, it's, 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 it's similar in that regard as well. Yeah. It's a great question, Daniel, because uh, 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's real, isn't it? I mean, Tamara and I were together for 24 years and of those 24, Christopher was with us for I think it must be uh, 19 of them. And um, his profound cerebral palsy was one factor, but the real killer for us was his diabetes, which came on when he was five, when his pancreas broke. You know, his, his immune system mm. attacked his pancreas and he couldn't produce insulin. So from then on... Mm. And to this day, he, every single 24-hour period is a life-threatening experience for him because if, if that goes haywire, he ends up in hospital, he ends up in a coma, he ends up, you know, it, it's... And that has been probably more stressful for us than the cerebral palsy in many ways. Um, mm. The other was more difficult, but this was more stressful. And so to get time away, you, you know, you would count the hours you could be away, um, a couple maybe, and and he would have to be with someone who was trained and willing to give needles and to and to do finger pricks and measure blood sugar and he couldn't communicate always you know early on so for us uh, we hardly we we would do separate things yeah we we hardly ever went anywhere together and I don't think that was very good for us I, I don't think well it didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We we will come back to this topic, guys. Let's just keep moving for now because this is all introductory. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm bringing the tone down a bit. Let's um, let's go to me, which I think we've had. You've each had a go on that. Oh, Daniel, um, did you? The last. Did you tell us what? No, yeah. What Marnie said. No, go for it. Go for it. What have you guys got going for each other? Um. Yeah, she said like. We, you know, thinking back to when we first met and our early relationship, she said she kind of used a house building metaphor. It was basically like when we when we got into a relationship, we had a set of common interests, needs, wants, values that are kind of like the footprint of a house, right? That you're gonna that you're gonna start building, and then as time goes on, you know, you maybe started building the house, but the circumstances around you are, are kind of adversarial and a wall falls down or something like that. And, and, you know, and then there's damage. And I think what she said was like, the best thing going for us is that we, we still have a, a sense of what the footprint is and a willingness to kind of like um, renovate and rebuild according to that. So being able to remember what are the things that are very foundational to us and then try to think of what are the new structures we need to put in place to extend and kind of stay true to that that kind of footprint. In other words, even though we've had a lot of very significant change in, in our lives, in the structure of our lives, it's kind of the best thing we have going for us is that, it, that the change now is kind of in service of what was there from the beginning, the best part. Mm. Mm. That's wow, a nice analogy. I like that. Yeah. That's very, yeah, very I good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good one from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get the sense that I'm with a group of people who like analogies and metaphors. That's going to be good fun. Because <laughs> um, some people do not. Um, thanks, mate. That was, yeah, that was lovely. Uh, for me, Lisa said, the thing we have going for us in our friendship is we can talk about anything and that's always been true and she could talk to me about things she can't talk to her family about not to her husband so much but to her family so that was that was nice to hear her say 
Um, look, this this has gone really well. I'm really enjoying this. I'm sure our listeners are too. And I'm going to ask a question now of um, of our listeners. I haven't checked this out with you three fellas, but uh, I'm pretty sure from our first talk that you'll agree with this. What I was going to say was if you're listening to this and you think, hey, this is all right, I, I actually would like to ask one of those blokes or all of those blokes something that's always bothered me about blokes or something that's always bothered me about my my understanding of, of uh, my circumstances, why don't you send us a question? Uh, get a speak pipe through to Kate or Mandy, get an email through to us, put something in the Hangout. If there's something you'd like the four of us to talk about, I don't think anything's going to be off limits for us. We'll we'll take anything. If it's a hand grenade, well, one of us will fall on it and we'll be fine. But just <laughs> I don't expect that it will be. I think, you know, as complicated as you want or as simple as you want, as as frivolous as you want or serious, you know, it can it's probably going to be pretty serious knowing the people who are probably listening to this. So, um, yeah, have a think about it. If there's something that we could talk about that will help to demystify men, mm. <laughs> I would like to hear it because I, uh, for my sake, I'd like to hear it. Um, anyway, not let, let's let's be serious. Right. I, we really well, do we, want We can edit all the, this bit out, can't we, we Harry? <laughs> we can edit this question out, can't we, if we are? Uh, we, can, we can edit out everything. That, that's good, the point, good, yes. Good, we, we, <laughs> we have the power of the edit button. But I, you know, seriously though, the kinds of um, the kinds of stories and things that go on with the Two Piece podcast are gutsy and real, and sometimes really not very attractive, and at other times they're hilarious and whatever. But uh, and we don't claim any special wisdom. We just happen to be four blokes who are talking together, and we're happy to talk about anything you want to talk about. So let us know. Uh, that way we won't have to think up something to talk about. We'll answer your questions and <laughs> that will be a lot easier. <laughs> and hopefully we'll all have a good time and learn something along the way. Listen, that was great, guys. That was those three questions. Um, you know, we've got uh, we've got a bit of a sense, I think, of, of each other just briefly. So why don't we just segue right from that and let's each one of us for two minutes talk about how the week's been. How's your week been? Let's start with you, Daniel. Uh, my week has been, uh, well, the fact that I can't even think back to what last Monday was probably says something about how the week has been, doesn't it? Um, yeah. My week tends to be pretty full on. I think it's, you know, when, I, when I'm up on a Monday in the morning, it's kind of just head down and start running until, uh, well, until whenever some some moment of rest comes hopefully towards the end of the week so i mean we uh it's summer over here we are trying to put together um uh kind of activities and things for ivy to do throughout the summer uh so ideally drop off things although that's rarely possible so it's kind of like you know the task of finding them booking them in figuring out what the needs are and then trying to you know put yourself in that in the scenario where you're going to have to be um, offering some sort of assistance. That's kind of what we're thinking through at the moment. And I think my head has just been in that space as well as uh, we're now at the time of the three-year period where we have to reapply for all the disability allowance and carer support stuff with the government, which is 
Um, I've already put in about 30 hours of it and it's mm. still not quite done. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's a bit of a blur. Thankfully, it's been a bit of a respite over the weekend as Marnie and Ivy have gone off to visit uh, friends down in Birmingham where we used to live and I'm at home uh, fixing things and painting and doing that sort of stuff. That's quite meditative when you get into that um, mindset of just mm. dipping the brush in and going for it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kirk? Um, yeah, it's been a pretty big week. I'm, um, I'm glad I've found someone that finds painting meditative. Um, it's definitely not one <laughs> way I describe it. But, uh, mate, all the power to you if you can um, find, <laughs> find com- comfort in the paintbrush and paint on your own. Um, <laughs> My um my week's been yeah it's been really busy actually so I uh, I started a new project um, last Monday uh, one of the big internal developments at the company and it's it was a bit of a sideways shift from the plan that I'd been going for the last six months um with with sort of a, one of the smaller companies within the company that I was running which they've decided to wrap up through no performance um, issues of my own it's just an internal business decision they made but it's it's sort of thrown me out a bit with the plan that I had. Uh, long term with this company so it's been a bit disheartening and to start on another project although closer to home just a bit of an adjustment but yeah a week in now and i'm starting to find my groove a bit which is great i had a trip to brisbane on the tuesday and the wednesday i had to go to for mental health first aid training as part of the well-being committee i'm on for work so that was that was really really good training really insightful but quite heavy a heavy two days worth of of topics um some triggering particularly around the depression sort of part we 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 talked about but um yeah very worthwhile um how to handle a crisis situation uh if it comes up in your workplace or any 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 point um and then the the weekend was basically spent taking kids to birthday parties uh in in one of those uh it's called flip out but one of those trampoline sort of world places where it's about 4,000 decibels for two hours straight. So, um, yeah, by, by finishing up that party yesterday and um, I was ready to get back to work this morning. <laughs> that was in all a good week, but, yeah, very busy and, and very tiring. What about you, Dino? So we've been very busy as well. Um, uh, we Obviously, school holidays for us in Victoria, so we just completed our first week of school holidays and, when we, you know, initially a few weeks ago it was like, oh, we should, you know, why don't we try to get away as a family? It'd be really nice to do something together. And then and then got the reminder email that uh, we had Napa booked uh, for the three weeks intensive physio OT sessions that uh, Lexi's doing for three weeks. So, uh, so our days are spent um, for three hours each day from about 12.30 to 3.30. Uh, on a 45-minute drive up to uh, up to the Napa Centre, um, undergoing intensive physios, um, and then trying mm. to juggle trying to juggle work at the same time. So I'm, you know, trying to get in a little bit early, just trying to get pump out a whole heap of emails and things, and just trying to get my uh, you know everything in my inbox sort of clear before I head out there. And then I'm out there till like four o'clock, and I don't get back, and then try to get back into the um, home office and just try to catch up a little bit and then return calls and things like that. So it's been, um, you know, it's, it's been crazy and, um, but you know, it's also rewarding at the same time because you, you sort of catch up with a lot of other families that you don't see for, you know, you sort of run into every now and then and see how their kids are progressing and things like that. So, you know, there's, there's also some good in it as well, but it's been very hectic and um, we're now in week two, 
and we've got one more week to go. So it'll be interesting to see how we survive the next couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. And that's, um, look, Dan and I, mate, I've, I've had those, well, Willow's had those uh, NAPA-intensive weeks too, and I, I, I totally understand what you mean by they, um, they're already well, intense by name, intense by nature, but it's it's the everything in maybe those three weeks, it's very tiring for everyone, it's very oh, stressful. So, um, yeah. and I understand it's, it's a very a very hard time when you're, when you're doing those those weeks. Yeah, and it's it kind of maybe, I've been doing it, it's funny because it, it you know, talking to other parents and, you know, who are similar to what you go through and you realise it's like, God, we give up so much and we sacrifice so much for these kids as well. But, you know, it's it's you talk to other parents and what they're going through and, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we had a rough start of the week, you know, um, blah, 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 you know, had seizures on the way here and stuff. And it's like, fuck, do you see, you know, our lives are fuck, they're so complicated at the best of times and all we wanted was to just go away for just a week and, you know, maybe go down to the peninsula or something. And it's like, oh, no, no, this is, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is uh, just another day. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I find I find those, and it's a bit of a bittersweet thing, at least I found with going to Napa sessions, um, it, 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 they, work, they work your kids hard, so it is really hard for them. But you also get to see... And, and look, I mean this in all in all best best ways, but you, it puts in in perspective how some how much harder some people actually have it than you too. Mm. Um, you see some of these other kids um, and, and what them them and their families are living with, and you think, oh wow, like we're not that we're not in that position. Like yeah, our struggles are really hard, but like you said, child had seizures on the way to the session. Oh, you yeah. think, well, we've never yeah, had to absolutely. deal with that, you know? Like there's always something. Um, there's always perspective to be gained, and I get the same things when we go to the children's hospitals and things. And you know, it's an hour and a half in the car; it's tiring and it's it's stressful for Willow. But there's some other kids in there, and, and you just think, oh, like we, we, it could be so much worse for us. It's mm. it, it's good to get perspective in that. It's yeah. it's a shame that other kids have to go through other families to give us that perspective. But yep. I think there is a takeaway from those sessions that sort of helps just recenter yourself a bit and think, okay, yeah. well, things could be a lot harder. Yeah, you're so. spot on, Kirk. It's, it's, um, yeah, mm. I've, I've yeah. thought that many times on a lot of situations and, uh, yeah, it's so true. I think if we end the, our conversations with how was your week, Ben, I, I might change that to how was your day. <laughs> I think we'll right. keep it, keep it uh I'm but still no, on Monday. No, I haven't it, told you about Tuesday the rest of the week yet. Hang on well, a minute. Well, <laughs> honestly, you, you, I think Daniel said it is a bit of a blur, and it's true. A week is a long time in our lives, isn't it? And it mightn't be fair to try and, you know, let's just maybe the last few days or whatever. For me, it's been – I'm in a, I'm at a place at the moment where I really need to be distracted, be busy, be contributing, be creative, because as soon as I stop, as soon as I come and sit down um, – or try to you know go to bed, even go to bed, you know, go to sleep. Uh, there's there's uh, the noise starts in my head that I haven't really um, dealt with. So I'm finding it quite. I don't, you know, I don't think this is necessarily healthy. Although all the things I'm doing are good things, and I'm not. I could check out and do other things, but uh, they're all productive and positive things. But I do think I probably need, am getting to the point where I need to deliberately be carving out time where I'm not distracted, where I'm not busy and i need to do some work on some things that uh yeah are probably things i haven't faced up to but it's been it's been a very busy week with a lot of good things christopher did call me or text me one evening last week and said look i've got two support workers down with covid i might you know we're having trouble finding a 
replacement are you able to do tomorrow for me, which is the first time he's asked me for about two years to come and do a shift. I don't do this anymore, you know. I, I'm out of work. And I, I said, sure, mate. Yeah, I'll be there at 6 a.m. I'm, I'm good to go. And then he called back to say that his uh, coordinator had found someone. So it just brought up the entire thing that, you know, used to be the, the, the core of my life was uh, caring for him. And I, I just, I'm at a place where I don't do that anymore. I'm not sure what, uh, yeah, where to go with that. Anyway, that's great. Let's, let's just wrap it up. I think, um, I think we've, this has been brilliant. Um, I heard someone say, who wants to go first? I will. I heard Dino talking about his dog, <laughs> and I think he yeah, even the used the word stole. Yeah, yeah. I think he described her stole, and I. It was so beautiful. It was so beautifully described, and I could picture this dog sitting at the window, watching the world go by. And I just thought, yeah, you know, like uh, in these discussions, you know, we talk about ourselves and our kids. I really think animals have such an important role to play in the way we think about caring for things and just in the way we, I don't know, take time to to look at the world in a different way and look at needs in a different way and see yourself through the eyes of a different creature that has a totally different view of you to the people around you. And I think it's really mm. wonderful to just take a moment and, and consider that. And it was, yeah, it really, that simple description made me stop and think, yeah, it, it, I, I wish I had a dog. We don't have a dog, and it's, it's something we're discussing now. And I feel like you, Dino, made me think. Oh yeah, there's a there's a very important element of um of of life that that we don't we don't have with us now because we, it's, it's kind of absent without an animal. We should mm. we should be thinking about that. Yeah, wow. it's funny that the um, Molly passed away maybe or probably about three or four years ago. So. You know, it was just at the age where the kids were just starting to get to enjoy her, and it was like, oh, damn, we you know that would have, she would have been just the perfect companion, especially for Lexi in the in a, in in the years that she's at now. We've just recently got another dog, funnily enough, um, and uh, you know, the problem is I'm so used to what it was like with that dog, and now we got a puppy, and it was, oh my god, it's just a, <laughs> we thought, I thought, I thought raising a child with their special yeah. needs was tough. It's got nothing on what a puppy is like. I mean, this is so much harder. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Well, well, I'm in the exact same position, or well, we are in the exact same position now with our one-year-old puppy. Um, it just, it just actually made me think of that. So I'm glad you raised that, Daniel, about the dog, because that wasn't what my thing was. But you said something about, um, you know, dogs, uh, the owner sort of shows through the dog, and you're saying it's very calm. He was, your dog was very calm and sitting there watching the world go by and um, how they sort of uh, reflect our owner's personality. And, and my dog's crazy at the moment, and I'm starting to think it might be my fault. So. <laughs> what did you hear, um, Dino? Uh, so I was, uh, Daniel, it was interesting when you said that you mentioned about that you ask a lot of questions of people and, and spark sort of conversations that way, which I thought was quite interesting because I think I've been so used to now because of Lexi, a lot of people asking me the questions and it all seems to be around us and they're always, you know, you go out and, you know, it's it's it, people are always asking how you're doing and how things are and how Lexi's going. And it's always about us, 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 that 
I really love that idea about actually, you know, and I, some of my things that I've enjoyed the most is when I've actually engaged with other people and find out about their problems. And it's like, oh God, it's so not refreshing. You know, it's so refreshing sometimes to to hear other people's um, not so much problems, but just hear other people about what's going on in their lives as well. So I think you know that sort of sparked my interest about um, you know I should try to do that more uh, and not just sort of sit back and. Um, let people sort of dictate the sort of conversation that sort of flow that way. Yeah. Yeah. And what did, what did you hear, Kirk, apart from your personality coming out in your puppy? <laughs> um, actually, something, Gary, that you said, and it was it was probably a bit like a, I looked at it as a bit of a quote. So you said the other the other's more difficult, but this one's more stressful. So you're referring the other being the CP uh, of your son, yeah, and then the, yeah, the, the, this the one being the, was certainly yeah, difficult and then and this the, one being the diabetes being more stressful and exactly it just, yeah. it just it just related to the way Tara and I talk about about Willow having cerebral palsy and also um, uh, autism. So. Uh, we found now that she's gotten older. The the cerebral palsy, although it's physical and she falls a lot in things, it's a, it's it seems to be early on a lot more difficult. But now the ASDs really come to to the front. Um, so yeah, just just the way you worded that, I think summed up the way Tara and I have spoken about it. But we've never been able to put it so clearly in one sentence. So yeah, it was mm. it was really well worded. Okay, thanks, mate. And I, I heard mental health a couple of times and um, I really believe we'll probably do more conversation around that kind of topic. I hope we do. I think mm. it's, uh, that's something I would value, I'd appreciate. And yep. um, the wisdom that you guys have demonstrated in our conversations when we were talking on the Beans Talks uh, has stayed with me and I'd love to continue that. So, look, thanks, fellas. Let's, let's wrap it up for now. I think that's a great introduction. This is, this is just so good. And I, I hope it's the start of some others that'll, that are to come. I don't know how often we'll do these. We might do them for special occasions. But if we get a flood of questions from, you know, the professionals and the mums out there and the other dads and they want us to talk about something, we might get together as, as often as we have to. So uh, I would like to, to continue this again. Thank you so much, fellas. And thank you for listening to us. We, we appreciate you giving the four bean mix a bit of a, a taste test. And uh, we hope it's uh, something you want to come back for. Thanks very much. Welcome. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks.